0: Welcome to Just a Phase, a podcast about modern parenting. Episode 33, hashtag me too as a parent.
1: Today we're talking about the Harvey White's Weinstein allegations, social media campaigns that have sprung up around it, and how this all fits in with raising kids.
0: Plus, uh, tooth drama in my household, and a big experience for Drew's kids.
1: Hi, I'm Drew Ludwig, father to three daughters, ages 11, 8, and 6.
0: And I'm Whitney Crispell, a mom to two girls, ages three and, a half and 22 months.
1: You'll find our show on Facebook at Just a Phase Podcast, on Instagram under the same name, and on our website, justaphasepodcast.tumblr.com.
0: And please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. And don't forget, we will probably swear on this podcast. Yes. Hi, Drew.
1: Hey, Whitney. Uh, so we got delayed a little bit in our recording of this podcast. Yes. And uh, I think it was all because of me. Um, I,
0: I mean, mostly and for a good reason, but yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's going on in my family life uh, the this past week is that my um, father-in-law died. Um, Sorry. S- yes. Thank you. Um, so... We got to have one more of those uh, road trips that we've talked about so much on this podcast. I got to have a week of parenting by myself uh, because my wife went out to be with her dad uh, before Mm. he died and Mm. take care of him and clean up and make arrangements on all of those things. Um, And uh, then I I got to not just make that trip, but the drive to central Illinois was all by myself.
0: Wow. That's kind of long, right?
1: Uh, Ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. but we made it uh, so we're on the other side
0: is this the um, first grandparent loss your your kids are experiencing
1: it is how first real so they were they got a little warm up when my grandparent died last year um, so um, and they didn't call Grammy anything other than Grammy because the whole great like they're just not good at sorting that stuff out yeah but this is the first like actual grandparent loss that well, nope. I stand corrected. Um, they've lost a biological grandparent as well. Um, okay. They were kind of removed away. From, like, they, they kind of lost that biological grandparent before they lost their right, biological right. grandparent. So,
0: How are they doing with it?
1: Um, they seem to be recovered and, like, going on with, like, daily life. Um the night that we told them they were very, very sad and there were lots of tears and uh that was difficult. Were you
0: alone in
1: no uh, so I'm sorry the night we told them that uh his death was imminent, that okay. that was okay that was the hard, hardest night, I think. Yeah, and
0: that like your wife was gonna leave town to go be with him and say goodbye.
1: Yes, okay. yes. Uh, so we told them that on a Saturday evening, and she mm-hmm. left on a Sunday afternoon, and he died on that Monday evening.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and uh, then we, I had to tell them that he had, in fact, died. I did that Tuesday after school. And uh, they were, that, that was hard, but, like, they had seen it coming and things right. like that. And so uh, the next, like, Big sadness was at the memorial service, right? Um, and I probably should have been ready for that, but like that, uh, so come in and shake hands, and you sign the book, and you look at things, all that stuff. And then the first song was a corny song that always gets sung at funerals, um, uh, maybe Eagle's Wings, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't like this song. That's no judgment on anybody. Lots of people love that song, especially like the more people that love a song, the more likely I am to hate it. So it's my <laughs> problem, not yours. Uh, but like, I just looked at the funeral program and I was like, "Ugh, this song. Like, uh, And uh, of course, Courtney didn't, my youngest didn't know to be like too cool for school. And mm-hmm. so like that music, the song started and then she just. Fell apart, Aww. and uh, and that caused me to fall apart. Like, yeah, uh, mostly sad sh- for her. Yeah,
0: and then I wonder if like your other kids saw you falling apart, and then they felt I don't know, like a domino effect. That's uh, I, I feel like that's how I get was, sometimes at a funeral. So
1: yeah, okay. So when I say I fell apart, keep it in context that I'm I'm a dude, and I've been socialized as a dude, and I'm German. So like. <laughs> Wow. When I say I fell apart, that meant like a singular tear. (laughs) Wow. I'm not saying that's the way I should be. We'll get
0: to toxic masculinity (laughs) later in this episode.
1: I I was sad and you could see that I was sad. And most of the time when I'm sad, you have to like be aware of the subtle cues to see that I'm sad. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got it. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. True. No, it's like, in all seriousness, no shame to your grieving process. Well, thank you for that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so one of the, and I don't know, this is just putting this, but the the great silver lining behind all of this is, uh, we already knew that we had wonderful friends and wonderful community, um, but at a time like that, you really get to see it. Yeah, Um, yeah. People came by, and like, during that week that I was alone, like, someone would, Sit at the house. So I could go grocery shopping, and we had volunteers for have us over for dinner or to drop a dinner off. That's and, nice. Um, just all kinds of little things like that. One of our neighbors. Um, actually you know she was one of the parent crushes janine uh, love you janine she just be, and she's still a regular listener <laughs> i know <somehow>. she is
0: <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> um she uh, she made little baggies like of, of snacks for the road and little Whoa, like toys Whoa, that and is a like
0: great that. thing to do for someone <laughs> yeah
1: right oh. so all four of each she included snacks for me um oh my god wow I know right all in Ziploc (laughs) bags all equal right because you have to do that with children that is
0: like a power mom move she is a power (laughs) mom I want to say that's great oh well I'm sorry that you guys have been dealing with this yeah
1: it it is what it is but um we're most of the way through I mean yeah there's ongoing things but yeah here we are
0: yeah yeah, I'm like, I, I try not to think about it a lot, but I obviously do think about at some point, you know, our parents will yeah, pass away. And I, I just...
1: You're never going to be ready for it. No,
0: it, but the idea of my watching my children, like, react to that is like, ugh, yeah. just, but... <sighs>
1: so how's your life this week?
0: That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a real mixed bag. We've got some tooth drama um, for me and CC, Cece. <laughs> Cece's cutting molars, Ew. which are just brutal. And she's—I think we were on our f- last night. Was our fourth night in a row of her sc- like this? Is a kid who previously would just go to sleep fine in her crib, uh-huh. just like screaming until um, until we pick her up, uh. and then. But like start, but like not, but then like needing to go to sleep anyway. Just like being up to like midnight and then passing out, and then kind of having a restless sleep after that. So she's tired, we're tired. I think, I mean, I' pretty sure it's a molar. If it's not, then God help us. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on top of all that, I have an abscess and have to have a root canal Ooh. later this week. So
1: oh, you're still looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, not looking forward to it. But
0: yeah, I've never had one before. Um, okay. I'm. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But so it's like a lot of, you know, just some truth drama in our family, like I said. Um, So
1: So this is a related sleep thing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me, like, we're not an advice show. You asked for advice last last week, or you said you were going to ask for advice, and you explained your situation. And I never gave advice. Um, I what? what? I have the worst memory. Yeah, we should Jesus. listen to our podcast. But you wanted to talk about something you were trying to figure out
0: oh Um, about it was about school and yeah and yeah you kind of answered it but oh
1: well i'm glad i could be helpful (laughs) so so my youngest like she loves sleeping on the floor now like she hasn't slept in her bed in two weeks maybe three weeks yeah i'm okay with it
0: i mean if she sleeps who cares
1: that that's kind of my. That's
0: how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If CC
0: wanted to sleep on the floor, I'd have no problem.
1: It was great when we uh, when we stopped in the hotel because uh, that just like, oh, left yeah. more bed space for the that's rest of great.
0: us. <laughs> oh, you want to sleep on the floor? No problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's Definitely here for sure. Here's right? a pillow. Great.
0: You got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, th- I think it's
1: I think it's really that she wants to be like just that much closer to us because she sleeps on the floor like in the doorway. Ah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's cool.
0: Plus when you're I feel like when you're a little kid, certain just really simple things like that can feel like a total adventure. Like, I'm gonna sleep on the floor. This is so yeah. cool. I think that's how it
1: started out. Like you yeah. can't make me sleep in my bed and we're like, okay, we won't.
0: <laughs> you thought you had us kid. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. We don't care about this at all.
1: <laughs> also, she's like her dad in that she's lazy. Yeah. And she hates making her bed. <laughs> love it so she makes her bed and then just leaves it and spreads out a blanket on the floor
0: <laughs> i love it yeah the other thing that is going on with me is just that my childcare like schedule has kind of shifted around a little bit and it's just not really working that well and i'm feeling kind of grumpy about it like the girl it's just I'm not going to get into, like, the details of it, but basically I, no, I went. No,
1: discuss your personnel issues.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's not at all about that. It's more just that I used to have more, I used to have longer chunks of time to get my stuff done, that mm-hmm. like, my quilting work, and um, and um and now I just have, like, shorter segments of time, and it's not working, and so we're kind of trying to reevaluate that and see what we want to do, and it's just, I don't know. It's not, I guess it's really not a big deal. It just always feels like, I don't know, it feels like a big issue and problem we got to figure out and how is it going to work out. So. By the
1: time you have it all worked out, they'll be in school.
0: I know. I know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, today on the show, we're going to talk about Me Too and Harvey Weinstein and Bill O'Reilly and... All the other horrible people Mm -hmm. don't have to mention our president again, but he's one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, how how do you want to dive into this discussion? Well, let's
0: just give some background and context for what we're talking about in case people haven't been catching
1: yeah keeping up on this maybe you live in a hole yeah maybe or, you only listen to this
0: podcast <laughs> or maybe it's the future and you're listening <laughs> back and you're like what what was that again
1: i am 100 percent sure that everyone who listens <laughs> to this will listen in the future <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right i mean like way, way in, in the, the future, future.
1: <laughs> yes we are creating a historical record <laughs> when future civilizations oh, try to man. understand this time just a phase podcast
0: yeah. So Harvey Weinstein is a um, like a big executive in Hollywood, and
1: oh, and a I Buffalo don't know. native. What? Oh, you didn't know that? Are you
0: fucking kidding me? Never mind. Oh, okay. What? Well,
1: we Tim Russell's from Buffalo too. Oh, no, she doesn't like Tim Russell either. No, I,
0: he's not as bad. <laughs> Whatever. But, okay. <laughs> I am anticipating a lot of emails from Buffalo people who are going to be like, what you bitch. Um, anyway. All right. So Harvey Weinstein is an executive in Hollywood and has been accused by like, it feels like literally hundreds of women at this point of, at you know, on like the still very significant, but like l- lighter side of the scale, like really egregious sexual harassment and, and just like verbal abuse all the way to rape. Um, and he's if you read anything about it he's got like a very clear pattern of using his power um over women to you know to get sexual yes favors so to speak um and then kind of in the aftermath of that there have been there have been several different like social media um kind of campaigns or social media movements that have grown out and one of them is this hashtag me too um where women and some men uh, but mostly women who have experienced sexual harassment or assault or trauma um say like hey me too and sometimes share their stories um, and, and you know in varying details just to sort of shed light on the issue and then there's been I mean we don't have to get into everything but then there's even been like not backlash but like criticism of that you know which we can get into more too and so there's a like suffice to say there's like a lot of discussion happening for me personally like online but also in my in my relationships in real life. Yeah. In real life. It's like it's something I've talked about with pretty much every uh, girlfriend I've seen. It's something we're talking about in my household a lot, you know, so it's yeah.
1: Yeah. And we should note that um the this wave of Me Too um started uh after the Weinstein allegations, but the idea of Me Too was actually born like ten years ago. Uh and Oh really? Was, I didn't know that. It was a woman of color that uh encouraged people to say Me Too and to tell their stories. Huh. Um and uh, that kind of got discovered when it was woken up again and yeah. and shared. But credit where, where credit is due for yeah. doing that first, and that just shows that this is, of course, not a new thing and not a different thing. <laughs> right. um, but it was certainly a different thing, this... Like, I remember uh, Yes All Women happened online a couple years ago. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, it seems like we go through... W- you know whether I'm trying to think. What, what, Brock, the Brock Turner, uh, rape. Yeah. Trial. He was acquitted. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He was acquitted, or he got some, or he got like a very, a very, 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 very light sentence. I um, um,
1: even forget if it was a sentence or a plea bargain. But, right.
0: Yeah. Um, but I feel like that was like a real moment of discussion and some action, but lot of discussion, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Yes, All Women came out of that a little bit, but it, it, there's been, like, waves of this.
1: Yeah, but this wave, like, I, I like to think that I'm a person that, like, pays attention and tries to be the sensitive new age guy and woke or whatever, right? But, like, it still overwhelmed me just how many women were saying me too, me too, me too. You um,
0: felt, you felt more than, more than previous times that, like, hit you. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Um, although, like, I, I think it was one of those things, the difference between, like, head knowledge and heart knowledge. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, I, I know that this is entirely too common in, in our culture, and I feel like that stayed in my head. Like, I've, you know, heard stories and read things and. Every woman is always vigilant and needs to be and has to make choices. Like, so, so like that was in my head, but seeing it again and again and again and again pushed it back into my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it was uh, another emotional reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. And kind of me too. I mean, I, like I, I experienced this, have experienced it as a woman and have had, you know, I mean, countless conversations with friends who have experienced harassment or worse. And so of course I'm aware of it, but it was, I, it was overwhelming to be, to be reminded again of how just common, like it's just, it's. Yeah. It, it, and so for me, like kind of shifting this in, like I've, I'm kind of, I've been absorbing this and reacting to this as a woman, but also as a mom, and those are obviously, you know, in, entwined. <laughs> um, but I just, I just had this moment of realizing, like, oh yeah, duh, like my girls will be, like at best, they will be sexually harassed. Yeah. That is just. That's what's there's it's inevitable. Yeah, and at worst, you know they might be sexually assaulted. Like it's that's very common, and that it, whew, that has ruined so many days for me this these past couple weeks. Yeah, just like that 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 knowledge.
1: Yeah, and, and so on uh, on my block, uh, best street in the world. Mm-hmm, uh, it is, <laughs> but. Uh, because no shade it's,
0: to my street, but.
1: <laughs> because it's such a great street and there's such <laughs> little traffic, like we get to do more free-range parenting, at least on the block, than, mm-hmm. than other parents do. And uh, so I was watching football yesterday, and mm-hmm. my kids were outside playing, and I don't have to like just, I don't have to watch. Like they, they just go play. Uh, and my oldest, who's 11, uh, came in and said, uh, she used a name, I guess I won't, uh, but so-and-so lifted up my skirt. Whew. Yeah. Right. Uh, and just to add to the mixed, right? Like this kid, uh, is one of the newer kids on the block, uh, Hispanic kid, uh, not saying that to like demonize, uh, anybody, but just like there was talking to the parents would have required getting a kid to translate or me trying to speak Spanish, Gotcha. um, and 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 so and we haven't really engaged with his parents uh, yet. Um, and they're like so many other kids. Like, good kids, but, like, they get in trouble. And, like, we've actually had, like, our own little, like... There's African kids that hang out on the street. There's Hispanic kids that hang out on the street. And white kids that hang out on the street. And they all play together. Um, but they also, when they do have conflict, often it's along those lines. Wow. Um, in part because, like... Familial relationships Meh. and things like I'm not going to say that racism isn't part of it. it gets into kids it's a mess um, but that's just like a whole nother le- level of okay, now my daughter said this, and um and my daughters, when they get a scrape on their knee, are going to die of blood loss mm-hmm. right like that's their personality mm-hmm. like scream bloody murder at everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't want to um, overreact or underreact. Yeah. Right? Like, I want, I want my kid, even though, like, I don't always believe them when they say I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> uh, in this realm, like, I want them to know that I'm going to believe them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta go talk to this kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, I decided I'm going to do that. And she used his name. And of course I haven't learned the names of every kid on the block. Yeah. And of course all the kids that might have that name are like standing like in one circle at the end of the street. <laughs> so like I just like I walked up and I like like when I'm like ten feet away, like I look at the group and I say his name and like he comes forward. And I'm like, okay, good. Like shame on me for not learning all the names thoroughly and well. Um I yeah. But so many kids, and there's always more. I, I can tell you the story about like the kids like surrounding the party and eventually crashing the party. Like, we had a party with like 45 children last. Not, I, I wasn't the host of the party. Yeah, um,
0: just more and more came out of the woodwork.
1: Once you put snacks out, everybody that's shows true. up. True. Anyway, um, so um, so the kid comes forward, and he's like uh, five. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Um and and like when I clarified with my my oldest who this happened to, she's like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not. And yeah. I'm like um, so like I like got on his level and like was like My daughter says that you did this. My daughter says you lifted up her skirt and like he got this like a little and I I wasn't like trying to be overtly scary. Yeah. But I wasn't being, like, buddy-buddy either. Like, I realized that I was bigger than him. I was leaning down, and I was talking to him directly in the face, right? right? Yeah, that's for a
0: five-year-old, I'm sure that was like, whoa. Yeah,
1: and he was like, yes, but only a little bit.
0: Oh, man. So,
1: like, he, he confessed, which was good. And I, So what
0: so what'd you say? Just, like, please don't I, do that again?
1: Oh, I didn't use the word please, but yeah. I, I said that's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay with my daughters. It's not okay with any woman. Don't do that again. Yeah. Do You understand? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you're not in trouble this time, but you can't, you cannot do this. And we won't accept that. And he's like, okay.
0: Good. So. That's a, tr- <laughs> Oh, when you start when you started that off, I didn't know, like.
1: What, did you think I was going to punch him? Or?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I just meant like, when, like from what, the time your daughter coming in, it's like,
1: yeah, just it like you any said, direction. like you
0: said that, uh, that. You didn't want to overreact. You didn't want to underreact. Like that is such a tough line to walk. Like if you want your daughter to feel supported and seen and believed. Yeah. But at the same time, you—I I don't know. Like if this is at all in your head, but I really freaking hate the whole like trope of "I'm gonna go protect my daughter, get me my gun, stand at the thing." Like. Yeah. So I feel like. I don't know if that was at all in your mind too, but obviously like your daughter is a little kid. <laughs> like you do need, like I think you did the right thing. Like you do need to address it. And I also think maybe it would be effective for you, like as another man to say to this little boy, like, Hey, it's not okay. Yeah. You don't do that to women. Yeah. I'm just saying like there, are, it's so tricky it's and there's really like, a, it's like really easy to kind of throw it out of line and like,
1: whew. yeah. And it, when you add like the, cross-cultural elements and not having a relationship with parents like like if it was a a neighbor's kid that like i already had a relationship with their parent like i'd probably just talk to the parent and say like hey you need to go yell at your kid or i'd be so comfortable with the kid (laughs) right right we already mentioned janine like i've got permission to yell at her son if i need to yeah No. i I don't but
0: (laughs) no that whole situation sounds really intense i it sounds like you handled it
1: I think I was all right. As well as like, uh, the only regret that I have, uh, like, on the way back, like, so I've got two other daughters, and they're, uh, to use a Pittsburghese word, nebby, uh, so. I don't know what it, that means. It means nosy, basically, like okay. gossipy. Um, That's
0: definitely a Pittsburgh slang. I've never heard of that. It's a good
1: one, though. Don't be nebby. Don't be a neb. That's the other thing that will say. Oh, I like, like that yeah, Yeah. So um so yeah, I think it comes from like nebnos. Is that a wider thing? Again, n- maybe bl- that's like a Pittsburgh. Blank thing. stare, no idea okay, what you're we'll, talking about. We'll have another <laughs> Pittsburgh Youth <East> podcast later <laughs> for Yin's guys. Um but uh, <laughs> the uh on on my way back, like I talked to him outside and I like separated him from the other kids so I could talk to him directly. They'd see me talking to him but not like hear the whole conversation. But my daughter, for like, what did you do? What did he do? What did you say? And like, I was basically like, that's none of your business. Um, But that could have been like a teachable moment for each of them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was also like, I don't know. Like, I feel like my daughters wanted him to get in trouble. And like, it probably, he probably could have like gotten in, like, but like, what am I, i'm not gonna ground another kid like i can't throw him this off happened yesterday yeah
0: so i think that's still more than enough time to talk to your daughters about the situation like especially being removed from it now that it, like they could it's not just like a because i know what you mean they probably now it's all, not
1: being nosy in the moment yeah and yeah. they also
0: probably wanted to like be like aha uh-huh, like i mean i don't know yeah, I, i'm just no. thinking of myself like i you you know, like, you kind of, you have, like, little, you have info on another kid from an adult, like.
1: And there's been times when there's, like, been a conflict, and the conflict right. gets re- resolved, and then, like, <laughs> other kids will, like, go, like, reinstate it, and reignite it, and be like, what happened? Oh, that's not fair. Like, yeah. you should, and it's like, no, right. we right. we don't need that.
0: Yeah. But I think that that could be an opportunity to talk to your daughters about consent as well, yeah. and, like, what that, what that means. And, And that, like, is I I did a little bit of poking around online to see kind of what the discussion, what discussions were going on specifically about this issue and talking to your kids. And, you know, once again, it kind of all comes back to, like, teaching consent. Right. And And what that means and being really clear about that. Right away. Yeah. And obviously, like, I, so this is a good time to mention that I, Drew and I really wanted to have a third voice in this conversation, specifically someone who's raising boys since we have all daughters. And because a lot of that work on consent needs to happen with, with boys too, um, especially. Um, But we just have a super weirdo recording time this week. And unsurprisingly, it was hard to find someone, but I'm hoping that it's something we can talk about with, with folks who are raising boys, you know, down the road, but, but Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, and I have actually like my daughters are like aggressively affectionate, um, so like we we have to talk to them about consent too. Because like I mean, it's not um, like it's just my middle kid will assume that everybody wants a hug, mm-hmm. and not everybody wants a hug. So like check first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not that that difficult, but um, yeah. But there have been a, a couple times where, like, it's so weird. But like, there will be conflicts that start where, like, someone will like get a hug that doesn't want a hug, and right. get they'll push a person back. And you pushed me. It's like, well, you hugged me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So teaching consent is a big thing.
0: There's a great. I actually just realized, Drew. Um, that one of the articles I pulled up is with the woman who created the Me Too hashtag or the Me Too campaign in 2006, 2007. Okay. So her name is Tarana Burke. Um, I'll post the, the link to this interview, um, in our show notes, but you know, she, she started that because her daughter experienced sexual violence and, um, and, she there's like this one little piece that I wanted to highlight from her interview. The whole thing is really, I think pretty good. And she's just, you know, strongly, strongly thinks that we need to be talking about consent, um, with boys and girls really early on, like as soon as they start sort of just like exploring their bodies. Um, but she also made this, like this point that, um, you know, I'll just read the quote. She says, um, like, she's talking about how she knew something was wrong with her daughter, but she just kept asking, did somebody do something to you? Did someone touch you in a bad place? And her daughter would just, like, shut down. No, no, no. But then she started to shift the conversation and say, like, look, even if something happened, no matter what, like, I still love you. You're not going to be in trouble. And then yeah. and that resulted. So this is – then she says, that's the thing. We give young people a bunch of rules. don't let anybody sit on your lap, don't let anybody touch your private parts, but we don't tell them why, and we don't say, if that does happen, don't worry. Just come and tell mommy you're not in trouble. So you have children who feel like they're complicit because they broke a rule. They're ashamed, and there's also fear. I think we have to start talking early, and we have to be explicit. They can handle it. Yeah. I thought that was really, that really struck a nerve with me.
1: Yeah. And, uh, boy, (laughs) it's hard to be explicit. Um I feel like one of the one of the things about Me Too that I don't know if this is a dodge because she said we have to be explicit, uh, and that makes sense. But, but by saying me too, like uh it it's women removing the, the shame or refusing to be ashamed and that creates the space for Children and for younger women, or or for others. Period to to not be bullied by the attempt to shame. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, um, one of the items of of pushback, um, that I actually shared, and I didn't mean it. Uh, a, a, as pushback but there was a a woman that said um i'm not gonna say me too uh even though i could Mm -hmm. um so i guess i sort of am and i'm paraphrasing she she, she, but she basically said uh because men already know like they don't need to see this again and again and again and Mm -hmm. again um, because they already know because they're a part of it because they're a part of the system because they've covered for their friends and their buddies they haven't been perpetrators themselves and uh, it's not women's responsibility to force and to shame them and to us mm-hmm. uh, into confronting all of their stuff. Um, and that that made sense to me, and that kind of cut me a little bit. Uh, and so, like, I shared that. Um, and I – so that was a pushback, and I shared – but I wasn't sharing it as pushing back against me too, folks. Sure. I was sharing it as, uh, guys, you need to hear this, right? right? Like she's calling you out. Like we're all just watching this and like yep. w- this shouldn't have been necessary. Right. Um, but. Uh,
0: no, I've seen a lot of women holding that kind of dual space of being like, yes, me too. And like, and no shame to anyone that is speaking up and saying me too. But like what. Are you kidding me? Of course, like, yeah. and like, how and, is this? And I share that, like, I share that, like, yeah, I want to say, like, me too, but I also, I'm so frigging ang- i I'm so angry that that I have to, because I agree, like, men, men are aware of that, but I don't know. I worry that, like, if we don't keep saying me too and this is awful, then like. I don't know. Do young women and young men start to think it's acceptable that it's just like because you know what I mean? Like if people aren't yeah. consistently saying like this is happening and it's really fucked up. I, I don't know. I, does it just it be, like normalizes it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I think that given the conversation like regarding like shame, mm-hmm. like the, the Me Too is important. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm about to be the guy that speaks for women. Um, (laughs) but like as an internal conversation Uh, right like we're not going to be ashamed we're in this together and like um guys shouldn't have to be told right told but um but we probably do because we still don't get it but regardless of what happens to guys or how it changes guys i think that it's uh it would still have value for women to say to one another
0: Yes. Although, yes. because
1: it's such a common experience, I don't know. Like, um. Well, I will say that we women, already
0: do talk to each other about it.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, in my experience.
1: So, like, I've I've seen I've seen both. Like, I've seen women saying, "Well, we don't have to say this," but I've seen other women saying, "This movement was a gift to me because I realized I wasn't alone."
0: Yeah, I guess maybe I'm thinking more about like. Like, I talk to my girlfriends about, like, sexual harassment in their workplace or, you know, in relationships or friendships and things like that. Well, that's, like, I think pretty standard, but I'm I'm sure there's, like, there is a lot of silence around sexual assault mm-hmm. and, and sexual violence, like, no doubt. Um, so, yeah.
1: So you, uh, and I'm not going to ask you to, like, name names or mm-hmm. do details or anything like that, but, like... You hang out with, like, mostly, like, lefty folks, progressive people. Uh, And so, like, as you talk to your girlfriends, like, if there is, like... Has there been a situation where, like, you've had, like, agreement? Like, everybody knows that so-and-so is a creep and you have to watch yourselves around X and, uh, and he's still able to, like, hold his position because
0: um probably in workplaces yeah 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 like yes definitely in workplaces <laughs> yeah just and it, and just sort of like you know women talk like yeah definitely it, in workplaces um i don't know i probably could i i i'm kind of bad at pulling up things on the spot i like need some time but i'm sh- I can think of like, yeah, I can think of like friend groups in high school or college where there were like specific guys that, you know, other, you know, women and girls would warn each other about. So, yeah, yeah definitely.
1: But, and and there wasn't a, a a larger action or a public thing, I'm guessing, because like there was also the consensus that it wouldn't be effective or it wouldn't work or something like that you're nodding
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, sorry (laughs) you can't (laughs) see that (laughs) um yeah i um again it's hard to talk about situations without like getting too many (laughs) yeah (laughs) too many details but yeah i've been in work situations where it's like yeah it's it's um not you're aware of the power dynamic and it doesn't doesn't make sense to yeah, challenge that because you know it's not going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll go somewhere bad. Right, for you. Right. For the woman,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I have a... I mean, I don't know if I have a question for you, but I just... I, I appreciate you talking about this, like, both... Obviously, here with me today, I'm glad that we're talking about this, but also, like, that you are just... And social media and in your relationships when talking about it, but, like, I am just... I feel like most men in my life have not been engaged in this. Maybe they've been watching from the sidelines and, you know, and I've talked to some of them like they don't know how to engage on it necessarily. And, um, but I just, I, like I was, I was saying to Sean, like, I just, I want like, this has, this has ruined my day (laughs) a bunch of times over the past couple of weeks. And I like, and I, I want it to ruin a lot of men's days. And until it does, I feel like it's not going to be an issue. And I sort of, and if I can, like, and please, like, if I, this is out of line, let me know. But I, it, it makes me think of, like, criticism I've heard from people of color who say, like, if you can just, like, go on with your life when we're being killed, yeah, <laughs> then, like, why is it? It's never going to change. And kind of to draw that parallel of.
1: So I, I think
0: that... Like, until that white people wake up about racism and its effects, it's yeah. not, you know, like, well, that's what we need to do. And I think men need to do similar work getting woken up to sexism and sexual violence.
1: Yes. And I, I think the, the reason that the parallel carries is uh, the reason that white people don't, don't face the facts and give credence to the stories, not the stories, the truth of people of color, of what they say, they experience is, um, because to face it would wake up guilt and guilt feels horrible. Um, and so I feel like men, uh, like white people, like on some level, like are aware of our guilt and we do, uh, everything that we can, including like denying basic facts to avoid feeling it. Um, so I do think that this has, uh, ruined a lot of men's days, but like subconsciously or unconsciously Mm -hmm. um and i i think it would actually well i won't even talk for other men i'll just say from experience like what i've found personally is that um the unconscious slash subconscious guilt is far more horrible than saying yep some bad stuff And I've participated in some bad stuff and I've seen some bad stuff and I've let it go. And I was taught the bad stuff. And um, so like I've been part of that system, but like also like I've been conditioned by that system. Racism, sexism, same way, right? So um, like, it's not, it's not a, it's like racism. Like we think about like white supremacists that like go out and choose to do like specifically racist acts. Well, that's a thing, but that's not the big thing. The big thing is people that aren't making conscious choices that are just raised in right. misogyny or racism or whatever. And so like their whole life has been shaped by it. And sometimes like our roots show and that stuff comes out. Um, and it's not your fault that you were raised in a racist system or not your fault that you were raised in a sexist system. Um, so like uh the feelings of guilt are um, it, it's not necessarily, like, individual personal guilt. We, we have individual personal guilt for mm-hmm. that. But, like, assigning blame is such a – I don't even it, – it, it's part of the process, but, like, it's not the healing part of the process. And, like, um, like just wallowing in your guilt is, is no good. Uh, but, like, owning up to what you see, like, just being honest about who you are and the world that you live in, like mm-hmm. – That is so liberating. Like, that's the thing, like, uh, you become so much more free when you say, you know, yes, and I'm sorry. And I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Um, so one of the, it it took me a while to even figure out if I should react to the me too thing, because I I don't want to like get Mm into uh, a woman's space and, you know, um,
0: you're not the only man I've talked to who's had that like I like, I don't know how to where do I fit in? Yeah. kind of debate.
1: Um but some some friends and peers started um again the parallel, right? Like every person of color has experienced racism. No white person has ever seen a white person commit it. Like how's that happening, right? <laughs> right, right, um, right. And same way with sexism. Um and and so some some folks in my social media circles, some men started saying, "You know what? I'm probably behind some women's me toos uh and that led to me questioning uh whether I have been um and there's been uh small things that like I'm ashamed of and i i like i'm I'm not going to jail and yeah. I, I, but um." But I also realized that part of the reason why like there is stuff that like uh, like I'm just not proud of is um, the way that I was taught about sex, and there's mm-hmm. like three sources uh, that I received, mm-hmm. right um, there, there were people that just said like, "No, bad, don't, don't do anything, not ever."
0: Um, was that faith? Kind that of that was faith, faith and
1: family, and yeah. yeah. But not just like right. I didn't have yeah. a very sex-positive school sex ed. I mean, they they taught us curriculum, and then they're right. like, or like plumbing, right? <laughs> um yeah. But there there wasn't a lesson on consent, consent. Yeah, or right. um, like a lesson on obtaining consent. Like, how crazy would it be um, to have uh, a sex ed person say to to boys? There are women and girls that actually would like to have sexual experiences with you. Right. And, uh, like, it will be better. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, and they will say yes, but you have to ask. <laughs> right? Like, or, and they might ask you. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, none of that. Like, you know, that, But but there's that and then there was my peers, and then there was, like, the media, like, right, the culture, like, none of them were giving me a healthy understanding, and, like, on some level, like, I realized that, like, none of them were, like, right on, but, like, all that was left was trial and error, like, just figure things out as you go, and, like, and my parents raised me with pretty good values, so, right. like, but there, it was still, like, this, like, dissonance Mm -hmm. of just like entering into this world and figuring it out and and we can do better in helping uh boys becoming men figure that out right um we can do better with with women uh to be honest too different conversations in different ways
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but um yeah i guess going back to the earlier post that you shared where it's like we need we just need to be a little bit more explicit and right get over our own discomfort right um, to talk about this stuff
0: but it is like it, we, if we need fathers of boys to be engaged in this like they have to have the language to talk about their own experiences before they I right before they can tackle talking to their boys about it maybe not maybe they, maybe they don't have to do all the healing but they have to be like I think willing to accept their own complicit I think Myth? so. Complicity, <laughs> is that the word?
1: Complicity, you got it.
0: Before they can talk, like, I'm just—I don't know—I, I'm just feeling kind of like real bummed right now because I'm just like, if we like, if I don't know, this is so hard for men to talk about right now. Like, how are they ever going to talk to boys about it? Yeah, well, and, and
1: <laughs> we're terrified of, Ugh. of the backlash. I mean, right? Um, yeah, but but we're we're terrified because like almost all of us figured it out by trial and error and mm-hmm. almost all of us if we didn't do something stupid we had, we covered for someone who did and I, I feel like that's where like the um the 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 zoom out onto systems is really helpful yeah and and to say uh I, I mean, men need feminism as much as women, uh, or maybe not. Who did, as men need feminism? Period. I'll, I'll revise that statement. Um, and that like this toxic masculinity and misogyny and like all of this stuff like victimizes us too. Um, so, um, I guess. W- Maybe the way that we help men talk to their sons is reframing it as like um, this is a way that we've all been hurt, and it's mm-hmm. it's part of the way that our dads hurt us not intentionally but because they were raised by their dads who were not intentionally hurt, and like this like virus of sexism got into the world and it spread really far um and it's it's hurting everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I do feel like maybe talking about it, like, as as an infection
0: mm-hmm.
1: that um, takes over and hurts people in different ways, but also that can be uh, treated and contained, and uh, in order to do that, it has to be talked about. And, and that's where... Um, I, <laughs> I don't want Weinsteins to get off the hook. No. But we do need to somehow create a a space where um, there can be some kind of like... So I actually... I'm a pastor when I'm not a podcaster. uh, And I was preaching on Blessed Are the Merciful uh, yesterday. Um, Everybody needs mercy um different people need mercy in different ways but but Jesus said blessed are are the ones who give mercy um so like um like as a guy i it's it's not my place to to ask for the mercy mm-hmm. uh, of the space to like talk it out and the grace to like a- admit the the problems that we've had but like to To get to justice in this situation in in this world, like it's gonna require mercy um simply because like the wrongs that have been committed can't be undone can't be uh compensated like um yeah, sorry, I didn't think I was going to preach uh, on the <laughs> podcast today, but like people think about like uh justice and mercy being intention um but if justice is uh, getting the world to the way that it should be, um, then mercy is not an exception to justice, it's the path to justice. Um, and, and so, like, that that has to, I don't want to say it has to, because you can't dictate that mercy should be shown. But
0: what I'm saying, like, I feel like what I'm hearing you saying, like, as a man that is grappling with this, you feel like, you understand that it's a lot to ask women to give men space to work through this but that you don't know how it's going to get better if we don't have that if we don't
1: yeah give that space you know and and so maybe is that kind
0: of like the gist of it you know what
1: so you're helping me process i think what we need like it would be fantastic if women gave us that space but we've got no right to ask. Right. But, and
0: you, it sounds like you also understand why women might be pissed off. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking through it. Like this is, this is whiteboard. Like, uh, (laughs) but, but what, what needs to happen is that men need to create that space. Like Mm -hmm. we, we need to uh, have our own, um, not to co-op the hashtag. (laughs) Right. But, but our own kind of like me too of like, Right. here here's how it's it's hurt me here's how i've participated it here's how i've perpetuated it and like not proud of any of this stuff but i'm talking about it because when i talk about it there's 20 other guys that are thinking it that haven't been able to talk about it and they need to talk about it so that they don't mess up their kids the same way that they got messed up
0: i sort of and i see so many parallels between the work that you and I are both engaged in, um, with showing up for racial justice around organizing white people around around racial justice issues, I just see a lot of parallels in, ter- in terms of that. Yeah. Where I feel like, like a similar thing, like it it could be like traumatizing and harmful to women to have to like hold that space and yeah. navigate it for men but it is important that like men are accountable to women of what they do in there. But I, I think that it is. And 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 I, and I do like kind of, I want men to like get organized and then like go get the boys. Yeah. Like I, I feel like this. uh, And
1: the, and the the (laughs) the women don't have to do it. Like you all have already like written books and blogs and songs (laughs) and movies. Like we, we've got all this stuff that like, If we haven't believed it yet, like like one more story isn't going to make a difference. Right. Right. Um, and, with our work, with with showing up for racial justice, like that's, I guess the core value that's being lifted up is like...
0: Mutual interest. uh,
1: Mutual interest, yes. (laughs) Um, Accountability uh, through collective action, yes. Like men need to act and be held accountable, not just for feeling bad, for for actually changing things and doing something. Um, But the one that I was thinking of was take risks, make mistakes. Yeah, right. and, And keep going. Like part of the reason that... Like, we hesitate to speak up is is what I just did, right? Like, I was talking it out and, like, part – like, some of the problematic stuff, like, came out of my mouth. No, um, I
0: could tell, like, just, like, physically watching you, like, that you were, like uh, – like, you were processing and it was uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Right. Because you didn't want to, like – take up too much space you didn't want to offend me you didn't want to like say something wrong
1: yeah and yeah. if and if we're going to address this stuff we're we're going to say some wrong things right. and we're going to offend some people we're going to make some mistakes and like that's part of the process and we do our best to like limit the damage like do it in a place where we can like quarantine that crap and not hurt people with it um good thing we're recording on a this. podcast <laughs> releasing this well listen to the whole thing. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh and then uh yeah, so uh Yeah. I if I can uh give a, a shout out to our, our mutual friend and I think a listener like Kirk uh mm. uh he he's a a guy that um once upon a time he started a, a breakfast club for uh I forget the. Oh, I forgot it.
0: Gentlemen's Breakfast Club. I used to work with Kirk. We were colleagues. And I think I remember that being on his calendar like, Gentlemen's Breakfast Club. That's right.
1: Yeah. So he's bringing it back. uh, Oh, really? A bunch of guys that, like, yeah, help each other be better guys.
0: I like that Um, a lot. And
1: he used, like, the right language. I forgot what he said, like, male bodied people or male identified. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. however you might end up
1: being a gentleman, you're a gentleman and you can come to the breakfast.
0: I like that. Ste- yeah. people in different cities steal it. Yeah. Make your own gentleman's breakfast club. Yeah. Don't be afraid.
1: And you get greasy breakfast.
0: What's yeah. <laughs> not to like. Yeah. I'm glad we I'm glad we talked about this. And I and I this is a topic that I wanna hear from, you know, listeners about if you have thoughts on it. I and I do I really do want to talk about it with some parents who are raising boys too. So we've got so some folks So there might be a part 2. Yeah, we've got some folks that are interested um but just couldn't make this type work. So so we'll do it. Okay.
1: Time for our person place or thing. Yes. I want you to go first.
0: Okay, I have a thing this week. It is a book and it's called The Creative Family Manifesto by Amanda Blake Soul. I'm lifting it up and waving it at Drew right now. Um it's like a just a slim little book that is kind of part reflections from a mom of five uh, slash guidebook on just incorporating, uh, you know, creative practices and into your daily family life. And I'm just really, it's really resonating with me. I love it. Um, Yeah. Actually, before you get to yours, let me just give one quick update. Your place last time was Puerto Rico. And I just want to say that I have made contact since that, since that uh, podcast with, Diana, who good. was on our show. So um, she's okay. Um, obviously, still a lot of issues in Puerto Rico, but she's, she's okay right now.
1: That's good to hear. Yeah. So my thing, uh, not to get too meta with this, like, separate uh, section of our, of our podcast, but my thing is a list that Whitney shared on Facebook that was originally written by a woman named Nicole Stamp. Uh, and that list is things that men can do uh, in response to the Me Too movement. Uh, And it's a list of 14 things, so I'm not gonna read them all, but uh, each one of them is good and ought to be done. Uh, So that's my thing.
0: Read the the first one, because I I, I like that one. (laughs)
1: Uh, Item number one, practice these phrases. That's not cool, and that's a shitty thing to say. Say them to other men who are saying disrespectful things to or about women. So easy. That's not cool. So easy. That's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Not what you said. I'm practicing.
0: No, I know you're practicing, but <laughs> that's great. I, li- I, I really like this lesson. Just say the that's choice. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so...
1: That's it for this episode of Just a Phase podcast. It is produced by Whitney Crispell. Our theme music is Urbana Metronica, the Woo Yeah Mix by Spinning Merkava, and we use it under a Creative Commons license.
0: Okay, Drew, have a good week See you soon. Bye.